Oh my goodness. Antonio Brown is on the New England Patriots. I woke up this morning. I really wasn't sure if this was a real thing because I've spent the last two years kind of trashing on this guy quite a bit. A little bit here and there, but he came over from Oakland. He was released, and New England scooped him up after just an odd storyline. So what does this all mean for the Patriots? Is this the best wide receiving core that we've ever seen? It's definitely the best wide receiving core we've seen since 2007. We know that. But is he going to buy into the system? Is he going to buy into the Patriot way? We'll see. Couch coaches right now. yesterday with Antonio Brown oh I, I mean first off, I mean let's let's just dive into this and let me just forewarn everybody if you are not a Patriots fan this is going to be a gigantic circle jerk of a podcast I'm just gonna I don't think that I'm going to get any any uh bump back from anyone either that's it, it is going to be it's all AB today it's all AB which I don't think anybody it like I'm, I'm going to be hating on people um because there's a lot of I I I think my favorite thing about this whole AB trade is that the entire NFL fan base, doesn't matter which team, if you weren't a Patriots fan, everybody was just collectively so angry. They were just mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, it happened again. Like, mm-hmm. so pissed off. <laughs> and I I absolutely love it. I, I, I don't know what else to say. People are so butthurt at the fact that New England consistently makes the smart move and makes the right move that they just, like, get unreasonably angry it's awesome and i think that was my favorite thing from yesterday i was just pacing back and forth i was just like oh my god they yeah new england just hours. signed antonio brown like two years ago this was absolutely ludicrous to think of and new england just got a b for 10 million dollars for a year yeah and there's I mean, nobody else there's no other team that could pull off this kind of, it really is a business exchange and that he needs a team like the Patriots where he can go and sign a one-year deal prove himself again well not prove himself athletically but just say I can fit into a team and not be an absolute psychopath yep. and the Patriots are just the perfect fit and other people if your teams had di- here's here's what you could do go build a dynasty and these things will start happening to you the rich get richer bro yeah, so absolutely. Don't get mad at us. And that's that's part of the thing. And like when we're like actually talking about like real football, uh, like team building and stuff like that. Like I I tweeted like be salty, be butthurt, but this is the only place AB could go if he wanted to revive his career. I don't think that I don't think that you can really make an argument for that. There's nowhere else that he's gonna go. Maybe like a New Orleans. Um, that might be one of them. But obviously they didn't have the the financial uh, stability to go and do that. Um, but this is. New England is now starting to reap the benefits of all of those years of creating that Patriot way. And I know like a lot of people who um, kind of like a popular, unpopular opinion. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of like the unpopular opinion that a lot of people are like, yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, Is that like the Patriot way almost doesn't exist. And it's like just like a cult almost, um, Mm. which is kind of like an oxymoron because it's a little bit of both, I guess. Um, But they, it, this is you're reaping the benefits now you've created this culture for so many years of you know drafting the guys that you want not the not necessarily the best available player getting guys who fit your system getting guys on a bargain letting guys go who are what some would say are in the peak of their career and you've created a culture of the patriot way and you've created um 
a, a literal place where struggling superstars can go and this is the spot to revive your career it's been done before with randy moss it's in the process of getting done before with josh gordon and now you add antonio brown to that um that collection of receivers where you're like wow these guys were going down a pretty shitty path but because of a place like new england because of a stability in a franchise like them they have a chance to revive their career and people are like butthurt about that and i i, I eat it up i absolutely love it people <laughs> you eat people up you are, eat up that butthurt baby i eat, eat up that, that butthurt. butthurt absolutely and uh but the the whole thing there's nobody there's really been nobody like Antonio Brown with the Patriots I don't everybody talks about this how the Patriots do revive a lot of players but you're talking about like Josh Gordon who's kind of just self-destructive to himself in his personal life and Randy Moss yeah he was uh, a diva I guess you could call him and he was very selfish but I think I really think this is on a whole nother level this guy's really dangerous because completely agree he was just on YouTube blasting his coach Recording his phone call, that's kind of unforgivable in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's um, it's completely different than Randy Moss, and I'm glad you brought this up. It's different because Randy Moss was traded to New England. That's first things first. Randy Moss was traded to New England for a fourth-round pick, and on top of that, the Patriots told Randy Moss, hey, we have to cut your salary by like 3 or $4 million, and Randy Moss gave the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So it's a different situation in that sense where um, – Obviously, AB is signing with New England, and there's a, a lot more money that's involved. Right. I, I completely agree. Now, when you look at it numbers-wise, you have a one-year $10 million rental as opposed to like a four- or five-year $30 million headache with yep. the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, it is – It is. Com- I, I completely agree with you. It's on a, a totally another level. Um, I do think that the situations with Josh Gordon and Randy Moss have um, – in a way prepped this this coaching staff and this uh, uh, front office to deal with an ego like this um but at the same time this is a whole nother level of like mental instability let's not I just gloss I over just that. I wonder what conversations are like with Antonio Brown because I know you've coached football in in college and we've talked about this before even with with athletes in college you meet some people that just have massive egos and you just wonder what even how much bigger those egos can get when you're at a professional level. And he's at the top tier of just yeah. selfish, massive ego. I'm just curious how John Gruden, I feel bad for John Gruden. You have to feel bad for him. No, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I feel really well. bad for, Oh, Gruden handled it like a champ. Yeah. And, uh, I, I Gruden, the Gruden Mayock situation is actually really interesting when you look at the Raiders, because, um, when you look at Mike Mayock's history in football, it's not like it's loaded with a ton of actual hands-on managing an NFL franchise experience. He played a little bit in, I think, I want to say the 80s. And then he played, he literally played like two years in the NFL, one year in the CFL, and then has been an analyst on NFL Network or ESPN since. So when you kind of think about it that way, you have a guy who really doesn't have a ton of hands-on managing egos uh, experience, and you throw him into the situation where it's one of the bigger egos we've seen in the last you know decade or so. In my my life, I think. Yeah, and again, somebody made a really good point that um, if Instagram and social media was as big back 15, 20 years ago, like during the T.O. days, like someone someone was like, "If, if social media was that big, this would be like really normal. Mm-hmm. Um, which is honestly frightening. Could you imagine what those guys were like in a locker room? Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, um, side note, I'm, I'm glad social media wasn't around during my awkward years, but yeah, keep going. Same. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, <clears throat> can't remember what I was going to say now. 
Great my podcast. Bad. Great that's, podcast. That's again. my bad. No, no, no. Um, it's it's. Oh, okay. No, the Gruden Mayock thing. Jesus. Um, I think I was talking to the coaches that, that I work that I coach with out in, uh, at Fillmore, the high school. Um, all they're they're Raiders fans. Most of them are Raiders fans. Uh, well, actually, like two or three of them are Raiders fans. But um, they were talking about it, and they like the general consensus between all of us is that there is basically a good cop, bad cop thing between Mayock and Gruden. Gruden mm. was going to be good cop. He was going to support the players, which is exactly how I would play it. You have to if you're the coach. You have to show the players I'm going to go to bat for you. With this GM, I'm gonna go to bat for you. With no matter what, like I'm, I'm the big dog. I'm gonna help you out. You know what I mean? And Mayock kind of had to be the bad guy, right? He had to be the guy that kind of laid the hammer down and was no, he's suspended week one. Gruden has to fight back with the no, you're playing week one. I think that they actually come out of this looking a lot better than they could, because I, I think Oakland's gonna be better without Antonio Brown. I think Oakland will 100% be better now. Wide receiver depth wise and talent wise, yeah, obviously they're gonna be minus quite a bit. But in the long run, in two, three years, assuming everybody's still there, I think they're going to be better without AB because they don't have that, that mental headache and those coaches can really instill the system that they want and really rebuild. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm starting to see it's, – it's not really prevalent, but I've seen a couple articles pop up, and I was going to read them before we hopped on this, of people starting to blame the Oakland Raiders. And, and it was actually first things first. One of the videos I started to get into that it says this is 100% the Raiders' fault. Chris Carter on the Raiders planned. Oh, this was before. This was September 6th. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to hear more about how they managed uh, Antonio. But I don't know. He, he's definitely a handful. We'll see how the Patriots handle it. But in terms of uh, yesterday, how this all went down, though, uh, I couldn't have released a video at a worse time because oh, I— <laughs> You just got I, torched. I got absolutely torched. I wanted to get ahead of this whole thing, and I hit the. Th- I didn't remember what I said in the video, and once I saw the tweet, I went back and watched it, and I hit three tiers in that video. It was, I hit the Patriots are not going to sign him to a short-term contract. He's not going to take one. The second one was he's not the type of attitude to ever accept anything like that and want to go to the Patriots. And third tier of that video was I would never want that motherfucker on my team at any point and for any reason. So those are the three tiers that I hit in that video, and then I had to eat shit for the next, like, eight hours. I think you nailed it. I think that you did a great job in that video, man. I, I mean, you pretty much <laughs> predicted everything. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is the, the beauty of the Internet, right, as you can go. That's why I hate – like, I, I'm like I'm starting to, like, get a little bit more into Twitter. I hate tweeting during games. I, like, won't tweet mm-hmm. during a game because I don't want to get smoked on something. Eventually it will happen to me, and I'll tweet something during a game, and – It'll probably be a game that I gamble on, and I'll be like spreads locked or whatever, and then I'll fucking lose my lose my shirt, which is what usually happens. But um, no, I mean this is this is the beauty of the internet, man. You just fell straight into the clutches uh, of of internet lore. So, dude, I saw because I, I follow on Twitter. I follow a couple of the uh, not the doppelgangers, but the the troll accounts, yeah. like Ian Rappaport's troll accounts. Oh it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Barry McCockner, that guy. I fucking hate course- that guy. <laughs> He's such a Brady hater. I, I, dude, I just love those accounts because you see all when they'll post something, they just start getting retweeted and people are losing their minds because they think it's real. And I, for some reason, I'm 30 years old and still think that's hilarious. Oh but, no, uh, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. It's it's great. Like they they talk about no no free ads, but they talk about it a little bit on PMT with uh, Peter King. Apparently, is always just such a sucker for those accounts. <laughs> 
He'll <laughs> like he'll retweet something by like Adam Schefter, but like the the there's like an R and an N right next to each other, like in the middle of Schefter, so he doesn't notice it. And it'll be just something absurd, and Peter King will be just like, "This is sad." <laughs> like it's so funny. I love how there's a blue there's some there's some kind of a blue emoji that they put next to it that makes it look like, like a, a blue check blue check mark. mark. That's awesome. <laughs> it That's is beautiful. perfect. Um, side note, uh, a good subreddit is called Bit the Onion, or they bit the onion, and it's just people reacting to onion articles, just getting really pissed off. At oh, that's articles. awesome! I gotta, it's I amazing. Gotta hit that, yeah. But, um, I, dude, how do you think this is gonna work out with Antonio Brown? Are, are you optimistic about this? Is he gonna make it past Week Eight? Yeah, I, I, I honestly am. Um, I think that the the only and again like like I said before the only way this is going to work out for AB was in New England. I think that he wanted to go new, to New England. We have to remember that he was traded to Oakland. Um I don't think that like Belichick was in AB's ear and Drew Rosenhaus's ear like, yeah, fucking call him a cracker. Let's do that. Like I I don't <laughs> think that it was that much of a conspiracy theory, but I do think that I I don't know how hyped AB was to go to Oakland. Um wait, on that on that point cuz collusion is definitely definitely coming up. And this was uh, this was getting so ridiculous, and I'm not going to say that I, I was thinking this, but I don't know if you saw my tweet where I said, I think Bill Belichick, I was obviously kidding, I think Bill Belichick is working with Antonio Brown, and he's just sending him to all the teams in the AFC to internally yeah. just combust all these cultures and stuff, because it got pretty ridiculous if you look at the list of stuff that he did. Oh, absolutely, but we have to remember that this is a dude who was with the Steelers, and the Steelers don't necessarily have a great grasp on, con- like, containing egos. And controlling isn't the right word, but containing an ego is, right? And, like, he's in a place like Pittsburgh where, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to throw shade at the Steelers organization, but they don't do a great job of being like, hey, you play for the Pittsburgh fucking Steelers. We won six Super Bowls. We know how to win. Have some class when you come through here. They, they didn't do that. You know, and so I think that it was really like a wildfire that just got to go in Pittsburgh, and then they just shipped it to Oakland, which is the same shit. They're, Oakland doesn't do a great job of controlling that, right? They they, they just kind of let it go. So I think that when you go again, when you go, and it, the other thing is that AB, like, there were choices on the table. It wasn't like New England was the only one knocking on AB's door. There was the Eagles who were coming after him. Uh, I want to say there was one other team, and I can't remember. Seahawks? Off the, the Seahawks, it might have been. I saw something today. Arizona. Where I know for sure the Eagles and I, obviously the Patriots. I, I want to say another one was um, like the Jaguars or something like that. It was something mm-hmm. absurd. Um, AB chose to go to New England. Right, and that's first things first. I I had a like a pretty decent conversation with my old man about this yesterday, who's not the most optimistic about this uh, the mm-hmm. AB thing. Um, but I I am optimistic. Why why would you have any reason to be otherwise? Like they they were able to handle a guy like Randy Moss. They were able to handle a guy like Josh Gordon. And again, yes, it's a it's a different situation because of the extremity of it. But at the same time, it's still a rec- it's still a great receiver with an ego who wants to like he obviously still wants to play football. And you go to a place like New England where they are the best at creating a culture and creating people who buy into that culture. And again, this is a this is a low-risk, high-reward situation for New England. You lose out on 10 mil. If he doesn't play, he doesn't play. Who cares? You still have a stacked receiving core if A.B. doesn't play. But right. if he does play, you just got that much better. I'm wondering if A.B. just landed in Oakland and he started catching balls from, from Carr and he just started thinking, this guy kind of sucks. Yeah. And he just started I mean, to yeah, that'd be funny stand as shit. and cry. Dude, the cryotherapy thing, if you really think about it, that 
that is kind of sketchy if you think about it. How, how dumb of a move was that? We talked about that a couple times. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It's minus a hundred in there, and he went barefoot. Yeah. No. That's, oh no. That's that's it's it's pretty stupid. Like that's up there. Yeah. It's kind of starting to add up. That I don't know. I, I I'm starting to believe maybe. Are you he hinting at out. collusion, or are you hinting at AB just wanted out of Oakland? I think he just. Yeah, I I think he wanted out of Oakland because just look at all the things that were stacking up. He made the apology, and what, an hour later, he posted that YouTube video of him and Gruden on the phone? Okay, so the the YouTube video I have heard from people that Gruden said okay to that. Gruden gave the thing, like, AB played it for Gruden before, and Gruden said, that's fine, you can post that. I have heard that from, from multiple people, that Gruden was okay with it, and that he gave the thumbs up. I don't know, I, I... what I mean, what would you say to the media afterwards if to, you're trying to? If I was Gruden, Gruden really wanted to make that work, because if if I'm fuck a coach, yeah, like he Gruden, wants to make it work. It's AB. Yeah, it's a great receiver. To, of course, you want that guy on the field. I think he saw that YouTube video, freaked out, put on his game face, went out there and said, "Yeah, I saw it before. I gave the thumbs up, baby. True, that's my yeah. boy. <laughs> I gave the thumbs up, baby. I Shit, I produced that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think AB was just tormenting them and. Somebody, I forgot what phrase somebody used, but it was something like, A.B. just would not take yes for an answer. He was just being handed all the second chances, third chances in the world. Yeah. Made a bunch of not even mistakes, and he just kept kept at it. Kept yeah. going on social media, kept trashing them on YouTube. And that's going to be, that'll be the first thing, I think, when he gets to New England is, it's it's kind of funny because, like, you look at the history of, like, Belichick coach teams and players, and, like, the evolution of social media on those teams has been hysterical, right? Like mm-hmm. back in 07, 08, whenever Instagram was just kind of first coming out, like you wouldn't have caught a Patriots player dead on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Now mm-hmm. you got Brady posting hype videos that are getting me up at 5:30 fucking AM in a cold sweat. Cause I'm ready to go to the gym, mm-hmm. right? You got Edelman posting hype videos. You got Edelman posting merch, right? You, it's, the 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 evolution of Belichick and being able to form to how his guys use social media and being okay with it because you know, right? You know, as soon as you get drafted or signed by the New England Patriots, you get sat down and you get told this is how you handle your social media, and if you do anything other than this, you're going to get fucking fined. That's how yeah, it I goes. Think, yeah, and I think I, I know all teams. Uh, I think they have kind of like the onboarding stuff with just everything with right. media training and all that stuff. And I'm sure the Patriots say, here's the window that you need to stay within and just nothing internal can go out, which, which makes sense. So yeah, Antonio Brown obviously can't post any of that shit like he did with the Raiders. But uh, I think what's great about the Patriots is if that happened to them in the past and they've kind of set precedents and this goes back to, was it Jamie Collins who wanted Von Miller money or who wanted Von Miller money? And then he got traded to the Browns the next day, and Belichick probably, comes into the locker room. It's probably Jamie said, Collins. That was yeah, the he, only guy I can think of. Yeah, and rumor has it as Belichick came back into the locker room saying, does anybody else want Von Miller money? I yeah. think you have to just lay down the law like that and just set the precedent over the uh, you know, the and this is of... this is the whole philosophy with New England, and like this is the part of it that I love is that there's 32 teams in the NFL, and only one of them truly thinks like this. You are fucking replaceable as a football player. We will find other athletes. Every single year, we have guys who get into the draft who are just as good as athletes as you, who do your job probably better. And if you don't want to play for us and you want to go get a contract somewhere else, fine, go get it. But we're going to find somebody. We're not going to, there's going to be no love lost. We'll go find somebody. We'll go draft them. I honestly think that that's how it goes in New England. And I, like, I, I, 
you know, waiting to be proven otherwise. But, you know, if, if guys sit there and they ask for the big money, like there's very few guys that I think Belichick looks at and says, yeah, we'll pay you. Dante Hightower is a perfect example, right? Yeah. Hightower was in a bidding war with the Steelers and the Patriots, you know? Yeah. I think that he did – I want to say he took less money to be in New England. I'm not 100% sure on that. It was a little bit less. It wasn't a, a huge right. chunk. But, but. but that's an example of a guy that Belichick's ready to pay out for. Right, because mm. he does everything that you want in your defense. Love boom, you know. Love, 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 love boom, boom tower, baby. You and him, Applebee's, week eight, <laughs> <laughs> hit him on the bye week. Um, no, but it's it's that's the thing though is that like you have to be. And th- I was listening to a, uh, another. I was listening to Spit and Chicklets, no free ads, um, and they were talking about how the Bruins. Every player on that team is willing to – they're willing to take less. And it's the same thing with the Penguins. Like, if one guy takes less – and this is the thing with the culture that you built. If one guy decides to take less money, it doesn't fucking matter if nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Every guy in that locker room has to be bought in and say, hey, I'm willing to take a pay cut if we can go and make a run at this thing. And mm-hmm. that's what's unique about New England. That's what's unique about Brady. And people want to throw fucking shade. Brady could, Brady could have been the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for the last fucking 10 years. You can yeah. make a case for that. It could be, it might that- not be as strong of a case in some years, but you can make a fucking case for that. But the dude continuously restructures his contract so that they can go out and make signings. Well, he asked for a little bit more money this year, but he he deserved that. But yeah, in the interview with Belichick, I forget it was a TV interview, and he was at that barbecue spot. Uh, he, he talked about the difference between how he coaches in the last 10 years versus how he coached in the first few years and what's different. And he just says, I coach all players that I want to coach at this point. People who love football and just love to yeah. play, and they're obsessed with it, and that helps them work a lot harder and study yeah. harder. And that's that's what it's about. But That's an excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. So um, <laughs> favorite memes that are floating around over the past couple days, and you touched on just uh, you've been drinking tears for, for quite some time oh, over the past I 24 am, hours. There's uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember that guy that I wanted to get on the, on the podcast a while ago. Yeah. I have uh, slowly but surely stopped paying attention to his shit because he, he's just like he's such a Brady hater. And yeah. so he tweeted out, uh, and I'm not even going to, he go, tweeted out, Tom Brady is literally the luckiest athlete to have ever lived, and it's not even remotely close. <laughs> I don't know how much I agree or disagree with that. Um, I'm pretty up in the air. I think that early in his career, I don't know how lucky he was just having to, I mean, being a six-rounder, but um, he's just like so adamantly against Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback to have ever lived, and I know that's like a very cheesy subject matter. Um, but it just like, it infuriated me, but it also just fueled, like fueled the love I have for new England. I'm like, yeah, tell me he's not the greatest. (laughs) He's going to go and win another one. Like people are, like you said, people are just so butter. My, my buddy sent me this video of, uh, he's like, you need to edit your face into this. And it's at the beginning, it just says, uh oh, here comes all the wah-wahs and it's a bunch of just crying seagulls or something (laughs) at the end. And I'm, I got to post that before the game starts, but Dude, favorite meme is uh, definitely all the ones that are coming out from the Steelers fans because it has their reaction. It's like the first reaction is when AB gets yeah. released. Yeah. And, dude, there's so many videos. I went and searched for Steelers pages, and they were releasing videos of just people dying laughing or just losing their minds laughing when he got released. And then a couple hours later, there's just silence, and there's nothing going on. There's, yeah. Um, did you see? Uh, did you see the one I? T- I actually screenshotted a couple of these. Uh, this one's my favorite. It's Brady on a phone, 
and it just says, call him Cracker, I'll pay the fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then there's this one with uh, it's, uh, Jim Halpert from The Office and Belichick, oh, yep, just yep. looking through the, the blinds. I saw that one. That one's um, beautiful. Those two, are, those two are up there for me. But the, the memes and the tears and everybody just being so damn butthurt, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it because everybody, everybody knows. You know when you're watching a football game? And you're maybe you got a bet down, or you're watching the Patriots, and you're just, in the back of your mind, you're watching it, and you're just eating up the film, and then you're like, the worst possible situation would be if this happened, and then like one play creeps you closer to that end, and then another play creeps, and you're just like, oh shit, it's happening, oh shit, it's happening. That's what that that first little that first drop, that first little tic tac of oh shit, just dropped into every NFL fan's mind who's not a Patriots fan. Every yep. single one of them, they just went, oh, fuck, they just got A-B, right? And I know, and every single one of them is going to say, oh, he's he's going to be a cancer on the team. He's not going to make the team. But you know, every one of those motherfuckers is going, holy shit, he could catch for he could catch for uh, 130 receptions and 15 touchdowns. And mm-hmm. that's, that's not absurd, right? There's, there's definitely things that could go wrong. There's plenty of things that could go wrong. Because right. we talked about this yesterday in the live. Josh Gordon, you never know. He's he's yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. you never know with him. Antonio Brown, you never know with if he's not getting the ball enough. How is yeah. he gonna react? So Julian this, Edelman's been taking a pounding for the past whatever amount right. of years. Right. Is he gonna be able to hold up too? I mean, there's definitely question marks, but they're they're deep though. Yeah. Are, are they gonna cut Demarius again? No, I don't think they cut Demarius. I think that they probably uh there might be I, I just saw a trans Oh, they cut the white um, boy. What's his name? No, 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 not him. Did they, they cut, re-sign him? Yeah, they signed him. They signed him to their roster. They cut the center that they traded for from the Bills, mm. Russ Bodine. They cut him. Was that Ted, a fifth round or fourth round pick? What did they give up for him? Uh, I want to say it was like a fifth and a seventh. They, I want to say. He was there for a week, and Belichick was like, nah. Well, I'm, because I'm essentially what you do with that, right? I actually love that move because you have Ted Karras who's stepping in for David Andrews, right? Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge shoes to fill. Is he good? Okay. Ted Cross, yeah, he's been around. He's been around the league for a little bit. He's starting caliber, like guard. Mm. Um, I, I would say a lower level starting caliber guard. I, and again, I, I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to go out there and ball the fuck out for New England and get a fat contract somewhere. Um, mm. But you essentially, when you have a guy who's stepping in for for David Andrews, instead of just being like, "Well, you're the guy. Let's see how you do." You bring in competition and you force that dude to play better. And you say, "It's there's a fucking starting position in the NFL open. One of you guys go get it." That's why you bring in that other cat and you 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 have Ted Cross and Russ Bodine. You have them fight for that last starting spot on the offensive line. Um, that was the whole point of that. But you cut Russ Bodine because Ted Cross wins out. And now you have a roster spot open. <laughs> so. This is uh, I. I'm still my, my mind's still blown with this whole thing, and like like you were talking about earlier, I was pacing around for I think it was more than two hours. I didn't sit down for a good two hours. No. I didn't. I was talking to graphic designers. I still got to get a T-shirt out there. I just couldn't think of anything good. What'd you think of my X's and O's T-shirt? It's okay. You didn't like it? It was okay. I went sick. I thought we could put it out there. No, I can get I'd, that made. Whatever, man. I'd fucking wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it made. Whatever, man. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll try. No, to get I mean, like, just just think about it. Just think about it. I'll, I'll think about it. Last last point I want to make. Uh, I don't love talking about this. It kind of makes me feel bad because I feel he's getting too much pressure from people and he's just trying to chill is Rob Gronkowski. With, Rock. 
What do you think is going through his mind right now with all of this shit? Imagine adding he, him to the mix. Yeah, I know. I think that he's looking back at it and going, "Damn, that's sick." But I don't. I honestly, after that press conference with Gronk, I I don't think that he's coming back. I mm-hmm. I on and guys like, it's fine. For, I'm for fine whoever with it. who for whoever's listening right now. I'm I, I'm I hope he proves me wrong. But at the same time, you don't want to see this dude get put through that abuse. We have to remember, football is a sport. It is a job for these guys. They have a life to live after. You know, and for Gronk to be sitting up there, one of the happiest guys who you've ever seen in the NFL, almost in tears, talking about his NFL career because it caused him that much pain emotionally and physically. You don't want to see a guy go through that. No, man. Yeah. You want you, go go live your life. Go push CBD. Go change people's lives if that's what you believe you're going to do. You know, I just want to see that dude happy. That's it. You know, um, yeah. and I, I hope that he hangs around the the Patriots organization for life because I think he's a great guy to have in the locker room as much as possible without playing. Um, but yeah, I I I don't know. I, I don't think that he's necessarily thinking about coming back though. I, I wouldn't go that far yet. Yeah, I try to uh, I try to not talk about this because there's so many Patriot accounts that kind of try to push it a little bit, and this dude's just trying to chill. He's accomplished plenty. You know, he's got three Super Bowls, well, basically he, two. Hall of Fame tight really, end. Yeah, Hall one he didn't really end. participate in, but at the same time, this has got to get him a little bit excited. <laughs> it rustles, I think it rustles a little his jimmies bit. a little bit, yeah. yeah oh, shit, Edelman just posted a fucking hype video. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I might Jesus. Have to go, I might have to go back to the gym. <laughs> and AB's in it. That's my dog. Fucking A, man. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Couch Coaches. To everybody who's been coming on our Instagram Live, sending us questions, we love you guys. Appreciate you all listening. Be sure to like and subscribe, whatever platform you're on. And Patriots, they start tonight, people. Let's go.